the La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. My name is Liddy Nelson, and I've always dreamed of being an actress. I follow all my favorites, Mary Pickford, Carol Dempster, Blanche Sweet. I dream of being up there on the silver screen, opposite such handsome leading men as Douglas Fairbanks, Rudolph Valentino. So in 1912, when I read the advertisement in the St. Paul Dispatch that a man by the name of Dr. Robert Allen in La Crosse, Wisconsin, was looking for a lead actress for his play, I thought, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. I was 19 years old and I was ready to make my debut. I applied by mail. I got a response asking for a photo, so I sent that off. A week later, I was contacted that my ticket was paid for and ready to be picked up at the train depot. I had done it. I was going to La Crosse, Wisconsin, and there I would make my first steps to becoming a huge star. Dr. Allen met me at the depot, and he took me to the Law Hotel for a final audition. He had me sign a contract, explaining that the script and costumes had not yet arrived, but rehearsals would begin the following day. So I spent the night at the hotel, and then he brought me to the home of his friends, Dr. and Mrs. Lawn, on 10th Street the next day. Rehearsals started that night. Again, no script. Dr. Allen was to be the male lead. It immediately turned creepy. He was always hugging and touching me. I should have trusted that first instinct, but I forged ahead. After two and a half weeks, there was still no script or costumes. He wanted me to learn a magic scene where I was trapped in a box. Trapped in a box? Can you believe it? I said something to a local girl who had also been working with Alan, and she said he wanted to tie her hands and put her in a sack for a scene. That night, Dr. Allen wanted to rehearse one of those magic scenes, and I flat out refused and told him I wanted to go home to St. Paul. He got angry and threatened to kill me. I ran from the lawn house to a nearby grocery store and pleaded with the owner to call the police. Dr. Robert Allen was arrested and charged with enticement. Liddy Nelson was happily reunited with her family in St. Paul. Her father was most relieved she was returned home before something even worse had happened to her. In custody, Dr. Allen was served divorce papers from two different women. Della French Allen testified she had been married to him in a suburb of St. Louis two years prior. The other wife, Berdina Allen of Reedsburg, produced a certificate that the two had been married in a ceremony earlier that year in St. Paul. Both wives were granted annulments. Allen was sentenced to 10 years in prison, Local officials shot down a pardon request in August of 1916. Two years later, he was released to serve in the trenches of World War I. I still dream of being a star, but I'm proceeding with much more caution. I know it won't be long before these creeps will be run out of show business for good. Although no one in the archives department can quite recall how we found this story, it's very likely one of us happened across the sensational headline while doing other research. White slavery charge brought by girl today against Dr. Allen. That is a loaded headline that would catch anyone's eye. Let's break that down a bit. White slavery, 
What's that? The use of girl would indicate, at least in today's language, that the female in question is underage. And then those quotation marks around doctor. Try reading that headline out loud without doing air quotes and without adding some skepticism in your voice regarding the man's stated profession. Really, only one of those things can be cleared up satisfactorily. We know from the newspaper reports that Miss Liddy Nelson was either 19 or 20, so not underage. While girl is used informally for women over 18 now, one would think newspapers today are more concise with language, to the detriment of misleadingly sensational headlines everywhere, I suppose. As for Allen's title, Ralph Allen, using the alias of Robert, was almost certainly putting on airs when calling himself Doctor, and he likely believed it helped when drawing in women such as Liddy Nelson. The newspapers hilariously continued to use those quotation marks throughout the reporting of this story, even when referring to him as, quote, Professor Allen, quite the passive-aggressive dig by the reporters writing the stories. According to some newspaper reports, Liddy Nelson corresponded with other girls at Allen's direction. He hoped to draw more women to the cross to take part in the play. In all, she claimed to have written to 26 women in the week she was in lacrosse, signing her name as assistant manager of the show company. She and Allen received responses from five different women, with the expectation that more would respond as well. Miss Nelson also reportedly stated that she believed Allen had hypnotic powers that exerted an influence over her that grew stronger the longer she stayed with him. While true hypnotic powers would certainly be hard to prove, the sentiment expressed is in line with the many similar complaints that had been leveled against Allen by other women previous to this case. The newspapers make it clear he was well-known in the courts of western Wisconsin. Lastly, the phrase white slavery. That has to do with language of the recently passed Mann Act, which was federal legislation also known as the White Slave Traffic Act. Though amended several times since its passage in 1910, its original form made it a felony to engage in interstate or foreign commerce transport of, quote, any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution or debauchery, or for any other immoral purpose. Because of the immorality language built into the Mann Act, the U.S. Supreme Court even used the legislation as precedent for allowing states to criminalize consensual sexual behavior between adults, such as adultery and, quote, acts of debauchery. The intent of the legislation was to address prostitution and what we now more commonly refer to as human trafficking. It was one of several federal acts aimed at moral reform during the early 20th century progressive era that would culminate with the 14-year failed experiment known as prohibition. Thank you for listening. <laughs>